Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, everybody. <laughs> What's up, Sakomi? Hey, everybody. Where did Turk go? <laughs> <laughs> Have you looked in the bathroom? Sometimes he sleeps in there. <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, hey, everybody, this is Turk182. And me. You know who I am. We know who he is. <laughs> Thank you for about me. Ooh, look at that ego shine. <laughs> we, we get four subscribers and all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm, the, I'm big shit around here. <laughs> you heard? So, uh, so what are we doing today, Comey? Uh, today we're going to play another improv game like we did with Don't Get Me Started. All right. Because uh, we learned some things about you from Don't Get Me Started. What did we learn about me? You hate chess. I do hate chess. <laughs> you think chess players are bullshit. I'm going to play Letterman. Letterman takes the T off his chest. The chest then turns <laughs> chest into chest. Dun, dun, dun. And we learned that I couldn't think of anything really bad to say about doggy style. No, no. So, I mean, Snoop Dogg wrote a whole album about it, so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so don't get me started. It's a very sim- simple uh, improv game. Uh, player one gives player two a prompt. And player two has to pretend like they're the world's greatest expert on that. You begin a lengthy discourse on it, and I'm allowed to ask... And player one begins a... Yeah. Player one will have a lengthy discourse on it. Player two is allowed to ask questions about it. And... You just see how long you can go. And we're not... uh, This is not... Don't get me started. This is uh, world's greatest expert, right? Right, right. Okay. World's greatest expert. So, yeah. This is just something that you just happen to know everything about. Or me. I would assume we're both going to take a turn on this. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. good. I'm ready for it. And uh, I'll see if I can ask any questions about it. So let me just hit the random article button here on Wikipedia, because uh, I I think it's a little bit more fair to do that rather than... Uh, Go looking for something? Yeah, yeah. Or just to, like, say something that I have in mind or whatever. Right. So... So you're at Wikipedia, not Wikipedia I, like you were before? Right. Okay. <laughs> um... Emeritus Professor Jennifer Jane Jenny Hawking Fassa, born 20th of November 1954. Um, say what now? <laughs> Your article is Jenny Hawking, Emeritus Professor Jennifer Jane Jenny Hawking Fassa. Okay, you got it. You got it. Let me see some because I'm not. I'm not putting all those words together. Okay, she is an emeritus. Jenny, professor. Jenny Hawking is her name. Yeah, emeritus professor Jennifer Jane. Jen, okay, wait, you, you kept saying Jennifer Jane Jenny Hawking Fossa. I'm like, what? What is? There's too many words in that thing. <laughs> uh, uh, so I don't really. You're the world's greatest expert on her. Well, I don't am. be modest. Well, <laughs> Okay, so I'm the world's greatest expert on expert on her in the same way that you're the world's greatest expert on Chris Chan, which is to say that she's only of interest to people that really want to know about her. Otherwise, she's really boring. There's really nothing. She's she's a professor amongst a ton of other professors that really hasn't done shit. I mean, the, what, the, what's she a professor of? Uh, so she is actually a uh, what do you call it? a horticulturalist? Oh, really? That's yeah. That's what she. That's what she founded. Okay. Yeah, Jenny, Jennifer, Jane, Hockey, JJ Hawking. <laughs> Smitty Wargaman Jansen. Huh? Smitty Wargaman Jansen. <laughs> yeah. So, so JJ Hawking, most people just call her JJ. So JJ Hawking, 
she became a horticulturalist and she is trying to find new ways of growth. As a kid, she went hiking with her parents in, I think it was, it wasn't Australia because they left and they went on holiday. And I always get it because I, I want to say, I always want to say New Zealand, but I think it's because the Australia and then there's, you know, the Kiwis and the Aussies. But no, it's, they went on to, and it wasn't safari. It was shit. I'm sorry. I, I, I This part really isn't important where they went. What's important is that she got separated from her parents and, and she got lost in the woods and she was only lost for like two days and she wasn't lost because it wasn't really a very, very big area, but she was scared. So she wasn't trying to find them and they didn't know their way around, but she ended up finding her. But in the process of it, she had kind of found a little cave and shelter and she lived in there for that two day period. Huh. That's bad. Well, I mean, not really. She was just scared, just hid in the damn cave for two days <laughs> and didn't eat or anything. And so well, she didn't eat. Did she drink? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think in the cave there was a uh, the condensation or whatever on the ground, but she was really too scared to to eat or drink anything. Hmm. So she was pretty dehydrated and hounded. But when they found her, she had there were these plants that were growing, and they were kind of like nightshades. They're these plants that that would grow in the dark. But um, she had gotten some of those because she thought they were kind of pretty or whatever. When she first went missing, she had found the cave. She found the plants. Yeah. And um, and then when she went to find her parents, she couldn't find them again. She went back to the cave. Okay. And she just stayed in there. She had the plants. And then it was kind of like, a, oh, the plants in my, you know, the these are things I went looking for. She wouldn't let them go. She thought they were really pretty. Found out that these plants grew in the dark. And they were a hybrid kind of plant that would actually grow in the dark, kind of like a mushroom or fungi, but they would also grow in the light. And depending on whether they were growing in the light or in the dark, depended, uh, determined how the plants would grow and what they would be. If hmm. they grew in the dark, they would actually grow under the, the, the female, I forget what you call it uh, for plants or whatever. If they grew in the light, they grow under the male. Okay. But because they're a plant, they would still kind of do the same kind of like, you know, like, uh, pollination reproduction kind of deal but because no one had really ever looked at them or taken them out of the, out of the dark because they just assumed they grew in the light they never thought knew anything of it there were plants of that same uh I don't, it's not genus is it uh, i think that's more for animals uh, uh, yeah i really wouldn't anyway. know anyway but there were some that were not growing in the dark or growing in the light because they grow differently they didn't put the two of them together as being of the same plant variety so growing up she kind of discovered that of sorts kind of dedicated her life to it that's how she then became this the emeritus professor and then moved on from there and so she's just been trying to find new ways and basically studying plants to find out how many of them also have that but also if you have a plant that can grow in two different ways what happens if you take that plant and grow it in both ways so Hmm. i've got you know like because this can grow in both conditions, what if you have a plant that isn't that lives in both conditions? So we have it. You know, you can take. They have some of those ornate trees where they grow, and as they start to grow, they'll start to wrap them, intertwine them, so they'll grow yeah. in that fashion. The plants that were of this particular style or whatever, or you know, plant whatever it is, the ones of those that were growing in the light, they also are in the darkness, but they're not in the same dark soil conditions. Hmm. So they did basically just like regular plants. They don't grow. They grow more in the sunlight as they're absorbing the, the UV rays. Yeah. But the soil conditions are the same. Okay. The ones that are growing in the dark, they're not getting any light or they don't get as much light. But they're growing in that that uh, that damp um, like soil condition there and they grow differently. So if you had one that you have those in both, 
it's in the, the, the damp soil conditions, but is grossing in light, grows in the light. And you have the one that's in regular soil conditions that's um, growing in the darkness. And you've got them both growing like, you know, light comes on, you know, for sunlight comes on for, you know, 12 hours or whatever, then goes off for 12 hours to see how that affects them when they're both growing in their regular conditions and in their, their irregular conditions. Right, yeah. And then how you can splice and hybrid those for other things and see if you can get something that can grow or then become something different. So if you take that and you match it with a, um, like a vegetable or a fruit, and I'm going to basically kind of be a cross species of this, what happens if you take a, a tomato plant you cross hybrid, uh, uh, hybrid, uh, hibernate that, uh, anyway, uh, make a hybrid of that and you grow it under those, those damp, dark conditions. Yeah. What's that going to do to the fruit? It's going to be edible. Is it going to create a new type of fruit? Hmm. You know, and is, and can you then create something that, that through years of this, like, um, crossbreeding and, uh, and the hybridization, right? Can you create something that is going to be able to adapt and live no matter what condition, what what the conditions right, are, right? right? And so and, all this is spurred on by her being stranded in a cave for two days, right? Because wow. because she found that plant that was growing in one con- in in the the dark conditions. Yeah, she carried that the, those flowers with her. She planted them being a young kid. I think she was eight or so. Mm. Um, because it's not she broke any bones. She was just dehydrated and malnourished for a period of two days, which is not that great. You can live for like uh, seven to ten days, I think, without food or water. Yeah. Children had as long, but she was only gone for two days. So she plants that when she gets home, but she plants it in the different soil conditions. Hmm. And at first, it looked like it was dying, but then it did start to grow. It just had to adapt to that new condition. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it, and and then that kind of like spurred on to you know to um to what she ended up kind of devoting herself to because when she kind of discovered it and kind of brought it to the attention of other people, that made her a big deal. And hmm. then she just kind of developed her field of study to that. And um, it's one of those things where she discovered this young girl made everyone else kind of look stupid. Right. Um, because they're like, oh, we never discovered this before. And she did. And it kind of became like her pet project baby thing. <laughs> and and at that time, you know, it's was, just like- Was she a decent student? Well, she, I was going to say, she, was, she wasn't she was a great student. I, well, I, you can't really say because at that point, she had so many people that were helping her, you know, like professors and things like that. They were helping her because of what she did and not want to try to, you, you're not going to steal this kind of research from a young kid, take it on as your own, but like, look, I made this. Right? Yeah. Um, and so they were kind of helping her, kind of banking off what she had done and what she had created and then incorporating their knowledge with it and carrying her along. So... You can't really say whether or not she was a good student or not because she was kind of being nurtured into this, you know, this field of study right, you know, right. the whole way. So like I said, she, I, she really hasn't done anything. I don't want to say not done anything great since then, but she really hasn't done anything fantastic since then. But her field of study with the uh, hybridization of the plants, those are going to, it's going to take a long time before those are going to yield any kind of effects. You gotcha. can't just do that overnight like you would something else. So, okay, so she's still living. Right, she's still living. Gotcha, okay. And and uh, and it could be, you know, within the next couple of years, it may be something that she'd be like, okay, yeah, this works. And it's right, also right. not, they has to do something that has to be sustainable. And then if you, she's trying to adapt it to other things as well. So maybe it didn't work well with tomatoes. Maybe it could work well with the grapes. Um, maybe it's going to, so you got to do all those things, but you can't run them all at the same time because I've got to do this one, see what I learned from this one, and then try this one, and then see, okay, what did I learn from this 
that will affect the outcome of this if it's right, not working right. the way it wants. So as of right now, she hasn't done anything of great importance since then, but hmm. she this it's a long term research yeah, project. Yeah, she's definitely playing the long game. Yeah. Uh, is she, is she just focusing on one type of food or to, well, to my knowledge, it's she's not focusing on one, she's doing like a particular group at a time. So gotcha. if we're gonna work on let's say like a uh, uh, I think she's starting with the, the uh, vegetables that grow that are uh, soil based like t- um, potatoes and things oh, things yeah, that tumors. grow in the ground right and thank you tumors so beets um, potatoes onions those kind of things okay and uh, so those are all kind of classified in the same area I'm going to work on those right. and then from those I may branch off into something else so, oh I learned something different, different uh, learned something about this so now I'm going to uh try my hand at uh i know uh cabbages yeah and i'm going to use some of that stuff with those before we move into like you know before i'm going to move into like apples hmm. interesting i'm going to say i know a lot i know a fair amount about her i haven't gotten deep into her studies because there's for me to read more about how her 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 uh projects in her her particular like field works it i have to know more about that particular field right right and that's required a lot of like research and where that i don't really need to just kind of follow her and and be like yeah this is what she's doing this is what she's working on fascinating so uh, i don't think i'm gonna tell you what she actually does but uh I'm, I'm gonna say I got kind of a shit topic. You gave me a person. Like, what am I gonna do with a person? You're gonna make a bunch of shit about a person. <laughs> I mean, we could have re-rolled if you'd wanted, but I think you didn't you tell didn't... me I could have re-rolled. You didn't ask. It's just the same. Use the same thing you do with the fucking Triscuit crackers. <laughs> you don't tell me shit. You could have had some if you wanted them. Should have said something. <laughs> well, maybe if I knew. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> what? I just rolled mine, and I got Cerithiopsis Eliza. I was actually going to roll for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. please do, because that sucked. Please roll for me. I can't bear to. Oh, it was a species of sea snail, so I would have been, like, way far off on that. I was going to say that it was, like, a, a tenant in um, ancient Roman church writings. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, this is so. The first one I ran, I, I I ran randomized for you. Came up with a person. I'm like, oh, I don't want persons. <laughs> so the second one I came up with, I'm like, eh, I have to explain to you what it explain to you what this is. And if I did that, that kind of does it all. So I'm oh, gonna, no, I'll just pull it out of my butt. <laughs> I can just I can figure out what it is. Yeah. I'm the world's greatest expert on it. All right, this last last one roll I'm gonna do. Oh fuck, I can't do that either. Sorry. Let's just do it. No, I I got it. Okay, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. Um, God, these this is this is shitty. I'm just gonna say this is shitty. It really <laughs> is. Because um, the randomizer doesn't. Okay. This is not a fun game. I'm sorry. This is not a fun game at all. <laughs> So I'm getting, I'm getting shit like Road Rage is one of the ones I got. Like you can't tell me what the fuck Road Rage is. Could have done that. Yeah, I know you could have. Okay, Alexander Belostiny, Alexander 
Mikhaili, Mikhailovich, Mikhailovich Belostiny. Ah, Alexander Belostiny. Okay. Um, so Alexander Belostiny was, uh, was like, it's a really inspiring story, actually. He, uh, he wound up, uh, becoming the mayor of his hometown, but he had really humble beginnings. See, he was actually this hobo who, uh, who drifted into town on a train and, uh, you know, just, was just pretty much just squatted there. Right. And just, uh, and you know, like he was just that, that homeless guy that would, you know, like do magic tricks for the kids and stuff. And so, you know, for a long time, people were like, oh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of an eccentric dude, a little bit weird, but he doesn't seem to be doing any harm. And so, you know, after, after a while, um, it got time to elect a new town mayor and, um, and you know, the people were just like, you know, Hey, you know what, you know, we've, we've just kind of just let Alexander just like, you know, squat here outside of town. And, you know, I mean, every once in a while, somebody might, you know, toss him some like leftovers or something, but you know, why don't we actually do something decent for the guy? And so, um, so they all like orchestrated like a campaign for him to run as mayor and, uh, and like everybody like kind of work together to like, Hey, make, make sure you vote Alexander in. Cause this guy really deserves this, you know? Um, so I, did, what did he do deserve except for like showing kids like hobo magic tricks? Well, I mean, yeah, like he was just, he was a really like trustworthy guy and he was just like, he was really kind to people. He, he did a lot of stuff like, you know, like somebody's uh, car got a flat while they were driving around outside of town. And he just happened to be right there. And so he like, he changed their tire for him because he had, you know, he'd done some work in previous towns as, as a mechanic just to like, you know, just to basically tide him over and get him some travel money. So, you know, like he changed people's tires. Uh, uh, at, at one point, um, there was a really bad snowstorm one winter and you know, I mean, the guy's homeless. He, he really had no shelter, but he was just, like, walking from house to house, checking in on everybody. And uh, there was even one, like, old widow who, um, she was, like, out of firewood, so her house was, like, super cold. So he actually, like, got her a bunch of firewood and, and built her a nice fire. So, like, he was just a genuinely nice guy. He was just, like, like a really good guy who never, like, never did any harm. And so, like, the people just want, like, they decided this would be their way of repaying him, of seeing, you know, let's, let's actually listen to what a poor person has to say to improve our town. And, and what, what, uh, what town was this in again? Um, I didn't, I didn't bring that up, but it, it was a little, uh, just a small little town in the Midwest. And, uh, you know, this was in, like, the, you know, late 1920s, early 1930s. And uh, of course, Alexander Belostiny—he's—he was a Russian guy. He was uh, the ch the child of some Russian immigrants, and uh, he just you know, d due to a family tragedy and losing his parents, he was just like a hobo from a very young age of just like traveling from town to town and you know, hop hopping on the next train to the next place. So, uh, so after so, yeah. he became, after they they elected him, they all wanted him to be mayor, and they they all yeah, yeah you know everybody was like you know it. You know, it's going to be for a year at most. You know, you know, worst worst case scenario, we can just drive him out of town. But you know, let's let's give this guy a chance and just really listen to what he has to say, because he's really not a bad guy. And uh, 
you know, crazy story. Right at first, it seemed to be like this this great idea, and like he had all kinds of really great suggestions to just like make the town more welcoming and to like strengthen the community, and um, and uh, you know, just like and, hey, he you know he was coming from the perspective of here's what happens as a stranger in this town and as like a homeless person in this town. So he had some like really good suggestions for like setting up a welcoming committee and all that. And, uh, you know, like, for the first year, it was, like, really, really nice. Everybody was like, yeah, this, this guy's actually really smart. You know, we should have listened to him, you know, much sooner. So, you know, they, they re-elected him. And um, that, that's actually when the trouble started, you know. Um, so he was re-elected after the first year? Yeah. And then... Yeah, because everybody was, like, so happy with what a good job he was doing. But uh, little, little did they know that, like, it was slowly starting to go to his head. So, um you know, it was actually during a revival. There was this uh, the circuit preacher who would travel around uh, during that time, and uh, he would like uh, every every summer he would like preach these revivals, and um, and he was like he was a faith healer, and uh, and then this this guy Alexander he just like he just interrupts the service one night and it's like you know I'd I'd like to speak tonight. And, you know, everybody's like, you know, this is, this is a little unprecedented. It's a little bit rude, too. You know, you really shouldn't, you know, be doing this. He's like, no, this is, this is, like, really heavy on my heart. He gets up there, and he just starts, you know, preaching, just hellfire and brimstone preaching, just preaching up a storm. And, like, more people came forward that night than, like, any other time that the circuit preacher had actually orchestrated a revival. So, like, people were like, wow, this, you know, this guy has a lot of passion. He really, you know, he really speaks with a lot of power. And really speaks from the heart. And uh, so, you know, they, they ask him to come back and, and keep speaking the next night. And it's like they just kind of just essentially pull the rug out from under the circuit preacher. And um, just let Alexander take over? Basically, they're like, you know, wow, you know, that was like a really like life-changing message. And they wanted to hear more from him. So, you know, it was basically like, they didn't even give Alexander a choice in the matter. It was like, just please come back. You know, this was, this was we got so much more out of this than we've ever gotten from this preacher. And um, it was kind of like bothering the street preacher, right? The circuit preacher it was kind of bothering him. So, um, you know, the next night, Alexander's up there and, uh, you know, he's preaching and uh, and the circuit writer's like, well, you know what? You, you claim to have the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, you've never shown up to any of my messages before, but you, know, you claim to have the Holy Spirit. You claim to be this great man of faith. Let's see you heal. But... Uh, Little did this circuit rider realize that Alexander had run into him in a previous town. And uh, he actually knew that this guy was actually like a fake faith healer. That he would have the same people come with him town to town, pretending to be like crippled or blind or whatever. So he... So so the circuit preacher was really a fraud. Yeah. And Ale- yeah. Alexander knew it. Yeah, basically. So... um so, like, uh, he just walked up to one of these, like, old guys on crutches, and he just, like, pulled the crutches out from under him, like, really suddenly, and he knew that the guy was, like, gonna, like, you know, naturally catch himself and get his feet up from under him just to prevent himself from falling. So, so he, you know, he does that, and, you know, the guy, like, staggers and takes a step, and he's, like, on his feet, and, like, he's just caught in the act, and everybody's like, he healed him, he healed him, and so, you know, people just, like take just take go off on like how amazing alexander is and how he's actually this great man of faith and so 
Alexander sort of uses this to, like, basically start gathering a following. And This, this is why he's still mayor? Yeah, this is why he's still mayor, you know. It, it just seemed like it was going to be this mayoral thing of, you know, I just want to address the town. But then he actually used this to uh, get a foothold, and actually now he's, like, starting to form a religion, right? So... You know, just, it's, it starts to become this nightly thing. Just every night, he's still up there in the tent, and finally, like, the circuit rider just has to move on. It's like he, he doesn't have a chance here now. And, uh, and Alexander's just, like, you know, he's, he's preaching every night. And, you know, he, it just, it hits this point where he just, like, starts at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and he just starts working his way through the entire Bible. And, I mean, it, it, people were so into it, and more and more people are, like, coming into this tent, and people are so into it. That, um, that, like, I mean, he, he would go, like, you know, five, six, seven hours at a time sometimes. Just, like, ridiculous amounts of just expositing. And, uh, and so, like, it, it just wound up being that, you know, he, he had people who were totally committed to him as a preacher and, and even began, and some people even began to say that he was a prophet. So, um... You know, sure, sure enough. So, uh, if he's preaching every night, how's he still doing his mayor duties? He just uh, he kind of lets it fall by the wayside. He uh, he delegated some of it. You know, like he he would have like his uh, like his secretary and stuff. You know, keep keep an eye on things and like answer messages and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it, it was I mean it was basically just like a filibuster type situation. Like he he is there and he is talking and it was just like he just like fit right into it. It was like he would found his calling. And people were just eating it up. And uh, so, sure enough, you know, after, after like, I, I want to say it was like three, three and a half weeks of just doing this every night for just untold hours, he was finally like, you know, come on, my people, we're going to the promised land. And, you know, he just, he started off on like how God had moved the promised land from, from uh, Israel to out there in America and that they were going to march out into the wilderness and find the promised land. And, uh, and at this point, you know, um, it was apparently at this point that like some of the townspeople who weren't really like taking the bait, you know, there were, there were a few, not many, but just like some of the old timers and the farmers who were like still really devout in like their original faith. They started referring to him as the Pied Piper. And, um, so he just like, he just like whips the people up into a frenzy. And he's like, "Come on, we're going off into the wilderness." And you know, he's like, he's talking about that passage in the Bible that is like, you know, um, you know, don't don't go out with you know a change of garments or extra cloaks or any of that. And you only need one pair of sandals, and God will provide for the rest. And and they just they take off into the wilderness. And at that point, they just drop off from history. There's like no account of them, so people can only just assume that he just, like, led them off to their death somewhere to, like, die out in the desert or whatever. How many people um, from the town did he take? Uh, he took, like, two-thirds of them. It was, it was a pretty significant thing. It was something of a tragedy. So what happened to the town afterwards? Uh, well, you know, they, you know they, it was obviously a pretty big loss, and they took some pretty bad hits, but they were able to rebuild. You know, they were within traveling distance of some bigger cities and stuff, so they were able to, like, you know, bring in some other people and basically say, you know, we have need for you. So they were, they were able to rebuild after a while. And all this happened 
Within like a year and oh yeah, yeah a couple was, months. Yeah, it was like all within the span of like one summer, it was basically. Just like all one summer. He just went from being like the mayor that everybody liked to just like, I've got a taste for like religious authority and I'm loving it. And it just it just completely made him go crazy, basically. It sounds like it's already crazy. Uh, essentially. I mean, you know, it's really hard to tell with hobos a lot of times, but... Um, and you know there there are there is some speculation. There were a couple of articles written last year about how it's possible that he was like a schizophrenic, but you know there's not a lot of evidence for that. Um, unfortunately, there is no like remaining record of what his preaching was about. Um, like there was like one news article written just saying that you know he's still preaching, he's still at it, and you know just like you know he's he's here same time every night go to the tent and hear him and like so there's that one little news article written on it but there's nothing about you know what did he specifically preach about um outside of saying that he was going through the bible in order you know um and uh apparently at like the beginning of this year they did discover that like uh the circuit writer had written some kind of like little gospel tract warning about him but it was basically saying, all, all it was saying was that, you know, he didn't believe in the healing powers and all that. So, you know, it, it kind of takes, you know. But he knows that they weren't real because he was a fraud. He just, right, he just, right. He happened to catch one of his fraudsters in the act. Yeah. So he's, he's basically like just trying to scramble to get some semblance of authority back. And that's really all anybody knows about him. I, I think his name was like um, Rupert Holmes or something like that. So, yeah. So that's that's the story of, uh, of Alexander. So, um, when after he left and he was the mayor of the town, who took over? I mean, how how did they with some of the people being gone and that sort of thing? How did they like get the political structure back and and like what did they do? I mean, what did well, they do afterwards? I mean, the remaining third of them, they finally just you know they had to elect a new mayor out of who was left, and you know they just they picked the most level headed person who um, I believe was actually the blacksmith. And, um, you know, they, it, and in a lot of ways, that's just, just kind of them falling back on, well, you know, he, he wants the job less than anybody, so obviously he's the most qualified. And uh, he actually did a pretty admirable job with it. Um, you know, the town was never quite the same after that. It never had, like, quite the, the bustling uh, economy that it once did. But, you know, it, they, they managed to survive. You know, the town didn't go extinct or anything like that. So the... Um and nothing was ever found of Alexander or any of his followers? Nope, without a trace. In a lot of ways, it was like the Roanoke Colony. Huh. Well, that's surprising that none of them, like, ever, like, research. I mean, like, they, they they all just disappeared. Like, there was no trace of them at all. Like, nothing to be found. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like, there's, there's, like, a very small faction of people on, like, 4chan who claim that, like, he was telling the truth and that he knew the way to the Promised Land. And... You know, so, I mean, like, they, they claim that everything he said was true and that he actually took them to the promised land. But, like, you know, that's just that's crazy people on the Internet. I don't think, you know, there's, like, any evidence to suggest that because all they did was just vanish without a trace. I think it's just as plausible to say that they were taken by aliens in, in that case, you know. Were there any children among them? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were, there were some entire families. There weren't a lot of kids, but, I mean, there, there were some. And, of course, you know, there were some, like, spouses who left their significant others, things like that. Um, you know, like uh, a couple of fathers who just like left their wife and kids. Um, wow. I mean, it wasn't a huge town, but I mean, it was a population of like three or four hundred. Wow. That sounds pretty devastating. So, yeah. 
Oh, so that's the story of, of Alexander, huh? Yeah, yeah, crazy, right? That's you would have thought they would have learned a lesson after that, but like, hey, let's not elect any like um, homeless <laughs> guys uh, to a public office that they don't know shit about it, and he's been homeless all this time. But oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I I don't think it was like while the blacksmith was mayor, but uh, pretty sure like the next mayor after him uh, actually made it a law that like you had to live in the town for um, for a, like much longer than a year. I think it's like you have to have been a citizen of the town for like six years, something like that. Before you could be uh, eligible to be elected to right, right. office. Hmm. So, yeah. Now, is the town still in existence today? Um, it's it's going under a different name now. Um, but, like, there's, there's some dispute. There's, like, three different towns out in Kansas that claim to, like, have been that town. But, um... Like it was, it was originally like Shermansburg. Shermansburg. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like not. But yeah, it's like like I said, it's under a different name now, and there's there's a lot of dispute as to which it really is. Wow. Okay. Well. So I don't know if if this is covered in your your knowledge of uh, of him, but do you know if there were any other towns that kind of suffered a similar fate? Where they, they, the person that was elected to office turned out to be this kind of like weird, you know, I don't want to call him a charlatan because he wasn't trying to dupe the people. He just become, you know, but were there any other that were like that? Uh, well, there was, um, there was actually like whispers of one town like out in California. Um, and, it, but it was really just like, like five or six people went missing. And it really wasn't, like, connected, apparently it wasn't connected to anybody, like, whipping them up into a religious fervor and leading them away. They just, like, they just kind of disappeared without a trace. But, you know, there's there's not any, like, guarantee that there's a connection there. Right. But as far as, like, specifically him, like, some guy, like, developing a relationship with people and then just basically brainwashing them for three weeks straight, then there's nothing definite about that that I'm aware of. pretty interesting it's a dark part of American history oh yeah yeah a great tragedy I'm not sure why it's not warned against more in public schools honestly no it's just one of those things where you know in public school they 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 never want to tell you like all these horrible things or whatever because they you know it's like well this doesn't sound like a really great place to live the world sounds (laughs) awful right so how are we for time so we're about 30 minutes in we could either break for an ad or uh, just Call it a short one. Uh, I think I'm okay with calling it a short one. Yeah, yeah. Given, given everything that's going on, it's like, let's just go ahead and just, <laughs> it's kind of in this one here uh, <laughs> before we have another, another uh, like, technological snafu on our hands. Yeah, God, that was frustrating. All right, so yeah, so this this was a short one, but this was fun. Um, I'm not going to tell you who he, who he really was or what he really did. Um <laughs> No, if anybody wants to figure this stuff out, then they can look it up themselves. Yep. And uh, I, I would, I would like this more if it were an item and not a person. But everything I kept pulling, pulling up was like <laughs> it was like a person. Like the one was like cordate, and it stood for like the Catholic organization for like for delivering aid. To, I'm like, oh come on, cordate. See, I would have said that that was like some kind of a drug or something. And then it's like more people and more people. I'm like. Without any kind of content, you're just giving me the person. Why is this guy? No, and why are you just giving me like a um, 
like a name. I'm just making up what shit by just on a name. I could do that with anything. So I was like, right. it's, it's, I need an item. And then it was like, road rage. I'm like, no, we all know what road rage is. And the one was like, the big comfy couch. I'm like, oh, come on. You got to give me something more than that. Oh, I would have like made that really specific. What? Like the big comfy couch. I would have had like a specific story for like, it's the big comfy couch, you know? It's not a big comfy couch. Well, that's what it was. The big comfy couch. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd have been able to come up with something for that. Do you know what that is? No. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Oh, okay. It was a, it was like a Nickelodeon or Disney like kids show. <laughs> the, the big comfy couch is a big comfy couch. And one would sit on it and she would tell stories and something like that. Uh, so I figured you knew what that was. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, unfortunately, I think that we need to, if, for, if we do this one again, we need to set some kind of like, was like not no people yeah, no people yeah, that, because yeah cuz that just it's just like oh i'm just breaking making up a story yeah um and there's there's probably something better besides like wikipedia that we can use but i'm yeah. not sure what that would be so hey if anybody has any suggestions hit us up yeah there's got to be something something different we could use what if we could do that with like a like a random movie um, just and like here's the title of the movie, you know. Oh, totally. There are movie title generators. Yeah. Well, not you know without not to generate. Well, that would be fun. Yeah. Just to generate a movie title, and be like, okay, now make a movie about it. It'd be just like a, uh, just like a, um, uh, Golden Globus. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. here's here's a movie poster. Now, oh, that's what we could do. We could just find like a random movie poster, and then uh, we have to like make up a story about the movie poster, just like just like Golden Globus did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'll put that on our list here. Is he going to kill her? Yes, he is. It's a shame. Yeah, very much so. Doesn't that chick look like Anna Ferris? Oh, nice. The one who was in the cage? Yeah. A little bit. She's, she's got her lips and eyes. Where's your shoulder again? Well, there was like no pomp and circumstance to that sacrifice either. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep watching this uh, weird-ass... This is Amazons. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) We're going to keep watching this weird-ass movie, guys. So uh... We're watching a movie. It's called The Amazons. (laughs) Seeing a lot of boob. Uh, That's because they're doing sacrifices. Not, Not great boob, but just boob. I like it. she's just giving up. She's like, no, I don't want you to sacrifice me for this thing. See, oh, hell, if people are going to sacrifice me, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, no, if people are going to sacrifice me, they're going to have to earn it. I would totally ragdoll. Okay, well, yeah, so, hey, thanks for giving us a listen, everybody. And uh, check out some of our other podcasts. Uh, if, if, you thought this, uh, if you thought this improv game was an interesting concept, then we also have one that we did on... Uh, on an improv game called Don't Get Me Started, where the goal is to make an angry rant about our given topic. And I, I thought that was pretty fun. I did like that one. Um, Don't Get Me Started was good. Um, didn't we do another one, too? Uh, no, but we have plans for others. Ah, yeah. So, so yeah. All right, and, uh, you know, we will be back with uh, some other interesting things. We're going to, you know, just talk about some other stuff. And uh, I think we were going to... One of the things we're going to do more this season is kind of uh, do more with uh, movies and comic books and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we want to kind of get back to our roots. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. You know, sometimes we do have to take a break from that kind of stuff because, 
there's only so much you can say before you kind of seems like you're repeating yourself mm-hmm. with like oh this guy again or you know this thing or this topic but yeah it's kind of nice to kind of just kind of ah uh, we're gonna take a break for a minute and then we'll get back to it yeah totally all right well anyway so you guys have a fantastic evening and we will catch you guys later zang yo Uh, right there, folks. That was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>